learning down the Gemara is going to the Pasuk, Ben Ishchai. So he said he's the Ben Ishchai. What do you mean he's the son of a living man? Everybody else is the son of dead men. Everybody's the son of a living person. Ella Ben Ishchai, he's the son of a living person, meaning a person shall feel He's so alive that even after he dies, he's called alive, meaning he's the son of a tzaddik. And it says, Rav Pa'alim Mikavtzel. What does that mean? Rav Pa'alim Mikavtzel Shariba Vikibet Pa'alim Taira. He increased, he gathered together workers for Taira. In other words, he brought people, many, many people, to come and learn and to work for Taira. And he beat two Ariel of Mayav. So what's Ariel? Ariel is a word for the Mizbeach. And Mayav is a reference to David Melech who came from Rosa Mayavia. In other words, the base of English that David Melech built. So there was nobody else like him, not during his man of Mikdash Rishon, not in his man of Mikdash Shani. He was the greatest of everybody. And he went down, and he beat the lion in the pit on a snowy day. So what's that talking about? Some say the Tavar Gizizi the body he broke sheets of uh, pieces of ice that were covering over the mikvah of Nachas and he went down he was Taival in the uh, you know in the cold winter. Others say the Tana Sifat of Rav Yuba he learned the entire Sifat of Rav the entire Tarskanim which is one of the most difficult Svarim and he did it Yuba Desisva on a, a short winter day. Okay, so that was what the pasuk was saying about Benaya or Ben Yehoyada, but we see that his father was considered Chai, even in his death, he's called Chai. So when the Pasuk says, it means that the Tzadikim, they know they're going to die, they live their lives preparing for their death. And then the Pasuk goes on to say, and the dead people, they don't know anything, meaning it's referring to dead Rishayim. In their lifetime, they're called Mesim. And then, like it says, Russia, you are a chal, you're, you're a dead person, you're a Russia, Nasi Yisol, you're a Nasi Yisol, but you're a Russia. So, a Russia is called a chal, he's called a dead person. Even in his lifetime, he's not living for anything, he's already dead. Or, if you want, you see it here, it says, right? According to the testimony of two or three witnesses, the mace dies. It calls him a mace. He's alive still. But he's a mace before, meaning he before he died, because he was a Rasha who deserves to die, he's already considered to be a mace. So that's what the Pasuk meant to say. The Pasuk said, people that are dead, meaning Rishayim, in their lifetimes are considered dead. They don't know anything, meaning they don't know what they're living for. They're not doing anything to prepare for their death. But this is what Rabbi Yainis, what Rabbi was telling Rabbi Yainis, and the Pasuk doesn't mean to say that Mason don't know what's going on in this world. People in the Isle of Amis do know what's going on in this world. Hamesim enemyaydim uma means people, Rishayim, in this world don't know anything about what they're living for, and they're considered to be already dead. The Gemara goes on to say, B'nei Rabbi Yechia, the children of Rabbi Yechia went out to the Kiryat, that means to the outlying villages, meaning the fields, to work in their fields. And their limud, their learning, became heavy, meaning to say they forgot some of their learning. And they were pained. They wanted to remember it, and they couldn't remember it. One of them said to the other one, Our father knows 
about the tzar that we're in. Our father can feel our pain. Everyone said to him, how does he know? Doesn't it say in the passage, his sons will be honored and he won't know? Meaning the passage seems to say that the father won't know about the covet that his sons are having when he's in the other mammoths. He doesn't know, he doesn't say, but his, uh, his flesh will, will pain him, meaning when the, when the worms are eating away his skin, he'll feel the pain, and his nefesh will mourn his death, meaning after a person dies, he feels the pain of his body rotting, he feels, he mourns for his own death. That worm eating away at the mace is very difficult, very painful. It's like a needle. In the flesh of a living person, so the army. So the answer is, but their own personal pain. They know, yeah. When a person dies, he knows about the pain. He feels the pain of his own body. But but the pain of others, that they don't know, and that's what uh, the Bnei Rabbi one of them, was saying. How does our father know what's going on with us? In fact, the Gemara below, Amaz does not know what's going on in this world. But Tani doesn't the to say there's a Ma'isa b'chasidachad. He gave a dinner to Tzedakah, uh, to a poor person, and it was during the years of a drought, and money was scarce, and his wife belittled him. In other words, he was upset that he gave away that money that they really needed to Tzedakah. So he went and he slept at night in the base of Kvaras. The Beis says in Simon Kufayin Tess, that his wife threw him out. He's embarrassed that anybody should know that he was thrown out of his house. So he went to hide in the base of Kvaras. So there he is in the base of Kvaras. He hears two spirits, the ruchais of two dead people buried. They're talking, one to the other. One says to her friend, my friend, let's go and fly around the world. We'll hear from behind the paragod, the mechitza, meaning... We'll hear from a Baruch Hu, Ma Puranus What Puranus is going to befall the world this year? Amr Her friend said, I can't go with you. I'm buried on a mat of reeds and uh, I can't get out. I'm ashamed. So better you go. Whatever you hear, you'll come back and you'll tell me. So she went. She flew around with a bunch. She returned to Armalan. Then her friend said to her, What did you hear from behind the paragraph? He said, Shamati. I heard to Whoever plants after the first rains, means the first time it rains, hail is going to hit, in other words, ruin his crop. In other words, what's going to happen is the crop is going to grow and it's going to already be hard enough by the time the hail falls that it'll be broken by the hail. So halachu, so what did he do? He went and he waited. He only planted when the second rains fell. When the second rains fell, he planted. By the time the hail fell, his stuff had barely started to grow. It was very soft. And since it was soft, the hail didn't affect it. Everyone's crop in the entire world, Laka, was, was affected, was hit by the hail and broken. Shalom, and his crop, Laka, wasn't hit, wasn't affected. The next year, he realized it was a good idea. So he went back, he slept again in the cemetery. He heard the same two ruchas, they're talking one with the other. One says to her friend, we'll fly around the world, we'll hear from behind the paragraph what Paranus is going to follow the world. 
she says to her, my friend, like didn't I tell you in your I can't go. I'm buried in a mat of reeds. So better you go. Whatever you hear, boys, you go come back and tell me. So she went Vishata and she flew around the bun. She returned to Amalakha Virta and her friend said to Khabirasi, Mashamat Mikhaya Pagi, what did you hear? Amala she said, Shamati Shakalazia I heard that anybody who plants at the second rains, Shidafin Malka Aisai, Shidafin, a plague, a plague that affects the crops, is going to affect his crop. In other words, Rashi explains here that specifically a young crop, a soft crop is more readily affected by the Shidafa. So now, everybody from last year remembered what happened last year, so obviously they decided they're going to be smart this year, and they're going to plant late. And this fellow, he went and he planted this year at the first rains. So the whole world, so their crops were all affected by the plague, they were all ruined, because they were soft. But he who planted early, his crop was already hardened. It wasn't ruined by the plague. Why is it that last year everyone's crop all around the world was ruined and yours wasn't affected? And this year everyone's is affected by the plague and yours wasn't attacked by the plague. So he told him all these things, the whole story. They said, it didn't take very many days until a fight fell between the wife of the chassid, who he just told everything that occurred, and between her and between the mother of the girl who was buried. And Amrullah, so what did she say in her fight? She said, Lachi, go, I'm going to show you, your own daughter, she's buried in a bed of uh, a mat of reeds, like we heard. Now, the next year, the fellow went again to the Beis Akras, and he heard the same to Ruchash and Mishapris, I'm sure they're talking with the other. So the one said, my friend, come, we'll fly around the world, we'll hear what friends is going to befall the world. And her friend said to Chavirasi, the words that we spoke between me and you have been heard among the living people. In other words, he said that people now know what we're saying about them. Alma, Yadi, so apparently you see from this that the Mesim know what the people know. Right? Because they were saying that the people were uh, were talking about them. And they heard them. The Mesim says, no, maybe somebody died and he went up and told them. In other words, maybe they wouldn't have known if it would have meant they have to listen and hear what the Chassid was saying to his wife, Mesim don't know what's going on in this world. Or maybe somebody died, and that person carried up with them this information and told them. Shachiv Azav he died and he went up and he told them. So Tashma Sadmar tries to bring another ride. Ziri used to deposit his money by his hostess. And one time, during the time that he went, and returned from the base Shiva, she died. He came back from the base Medish and his hostess was dead. And he had no idea where she hid his money. He went after to the cemetery. He went to her grave. And somehow he communicated with her. And he said, Zuzi where's the money? She said to him, Go and take the mitute 
Tzinur Dadasha, they're under the Tzinur Dadasha. Tzinur Dadasha means the hinge. In other words, the door had a little piece sticking out of it, and there was a hole in the ground, and it would sit in that hole, and the door would swivel on that Tzinur. So in that hole, that's where he got the money. But Dukhpan in a certain place, a certain door. The Emul al-Iman also, the woman said to Ziri, also tell my mother, she should send me my comb and my uh, my makeup bowl, the kukhla, where you had the kukhla, the blue, uh, the black, uh, the blue uh, eyeliner, Bahadi Planita, she should send it with the certain woman, the Asilamachir was coming tomorrow, meaning she knew that somebody was going to die tomorrow. Alma Yadi, you see that the Mason know what's happening in the world, this Mason knew who was going to die tomorrow. So he says, no, it's under Duma, Duma, Kadimu maybe Duma, Duma is the Malach who's in charge of the Nishamas, maybe. Prior to a person's dying, he is marked he makes an announcement. So maybe this woman in Shemaim heard the announcement from Numa, from Duma, that this girl is going to die tomorrow. That's how she knew. It's not a riot. So Tashma said, Why don't you try to bring another riot? The father of Shemuel, people, Yisayimim used to deposit by him their money. So when he died, Avuad Shemuel died, but Shemuel wasn't there. So that means Avuad Shemuel had money from Yisayimim. He had it hidden in certain places, and he died without being able to tell anybody where he had it hid. So people started calling Shmuel the son of the man who eats the money of the assignment. The son of the one who eats the money of the assignment. In other words, Shmuel's father left, and the money is not to be seen. So what did he do? He went after his father to the cemetery. He said to the whoever the Ruch is there, but Ina Abba, I need Abba. Abba was Shmuel's father's name. Armulah said, Abba Tuva There's a lot of people named Abba. Armulah told them, Ba'ina Abba Barabba, I need Abba, the son of Abba. That's what he was, Abba Barabba. Armulah told them, Abba Barabba Nami Tuva There's also a lot of Abba Barabbas. Armulah said, I need Ba'ina Abba Barabba, I need Abba Barabba, the father of Shumal. Hey, where is he? Armulah sold, I said, Him? He went up to the Yeshiva Shamal, the Mesif to the Now, in the meanwhile, Sarashi said he saw all of these. Uh, Ruchas were sitting around, so to speak, like in a circle. And Chazil Levi, the Yasi and he saw Levi. He was outside. Amrle, he said to Levi, "Am I Yasi Why are you outside the circle? My time Why don't you go up?" Amrle, he said, "The Amrli, they told me, all those years, that you didn't go into the yeshiva, into the shear of Rabbi Ephes. It was the Maisa that Rabbi Ephes was giving the shear, and uh, Rabbi Chama was outside." And uh, Levi basically kept him company outside, and he didn't go into Rabbi Yafis this year. So they told him, for all those years that you weren't going into the Shir of Rabbi you made him feel bad. We're not going to let you into the Yeshiva, the Meshit Well, in the meantime, he had summoned his father, so he came. So his father, Abu Shmuel, came. So Shmuel saw his father was crying. And he was smiling. Armulay said, My time of Kabakis, why are you crying? Armulay, he said, I'm crying to the ego causes because very soon you're coming here, you're going to die soon. And my time of Kabakis, why are you smiling? Because she was by Alma, Tuva, because you're very Khashiv here. In other words, I have a lot of happiness knowing that you're Khashiv in this world. Armulay, so Shmuel said to his father, if I'm Khashiv, if I'm respected there, so I demand that they let Levi in. And when Shmuel said it, since he was Khashiv, they let Levi in. And Armale then Shmuel said to his father, Zuzi, he asked me, where is the money of the assignment? Armale told him, Zil, so clean, go get them, 
go take them by Amza the Rechaya. They're in the Amza the Rechaya. That's like the base of the Rechaim of the of the grinding stone. Underneath the grinding stone is a, is a foundation, is a base. It's in there. You'll find in there a lot of money. The money on the top and on the bottom, that's our money. We tell you the money in the middle, that's the Ashman, that's the money they send me. Why do you do it like that? Why did you put our money in the top and on the bottom and the assignment money in the middle? Amalei told them, well, because I figured if the money gets stolen, let them steal our money. In other words, they're going to take money in the top. So I have our money in the top. And if the ground somehow starts to erode the money, so it'll eat the money at the bottom. That's our money. So ours will get ruined and the money of the assignment will be saved. In other words, the safest place is in the middle. So anyway, from this you know that they knew, again, Shmuel's father came down, and he was smiling, and he knew that uh, that Shmuel was going to die. So they know what's going on. Maybe Shmuel's different. Since he's Chashev, they precede him, his death, and they announce right, clear space for Shmuel. So if they're announcing clear space for Shmuel, so they know that Shmuel's Chashev, and he knows that uh, they said clear space, so he knows he's coming to die in a few days. So that's what they know. Not that they necessarily know. They don't necessarily have a raya. And then the Gemara says, Even if Bionison was Chayzer Bionison, who was walking with his tzitzis hanging on the graves, he was Chayzer, and he became became uh, concerned that the Mesim know what's going on. How do you know that the Mesim talk one to the other? Hashem said to this is the land I promised to give it to Avram to and Yaakov Lamar. So what's the word Lamar saying? My Lamar Amar Kajbarhu said Lamaisha. I want you, Maishra Rabbeinu, to go and tell Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, that I promised you that I'm going to give you to their children, their descendants. Meaning, Maisha, I want you now to go and tell Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, that now Akash Baruch Hu is making good in his Shua and he's giving Kal Yisrael Eretz Yisrael. If you're going to say that the uh, the Mesim don't know what's going on, so Moshe is going to go and he's going to tell Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov that all Yisrael coming in Eretz Yisrael. What's the what's the Ma'ila? They don't know. They don't relate to what's going on in this world. So it's got to be that they know. So what they know the Yadi. So they know. So they know the Meimru. In other words, if they know, so why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to tell them? They don't know. So Moshe says, no, they know. Why does Moshe tell them? Who wants them to owe a favor, meaning he wants the Avais to be grateful to Moshe Rabbeinu for coming and telling them else he wants Moshe Rabbeinu to tell them. But Akopanim, Rabbeinu agrees that from here you see that the Mesim know what's going on in this world.